Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Bright Young Things. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Austin. And hi to one of our favorite accounts and favorite people. Hi, Shaylee. How are you? <laughs> hi. I'm doing okay. That's <laughs> all you can ask for in these times at this point. Um, but yeah, we're so happy that you're here. Um, how's it going? You know, aside from the whole coughing thing, doing <laughs> pretty great. Um, just reading and cleaning. It's the weekend, so. <laughs> we're so happy you could come on. I mean, I feel like we have been following your account, Shaley Reads, on Instagram forever. And I feel like we're, like, books to besties at this point because I bother you about books all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we are mutually obsessed with each other. And yes. I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're so excited to get to talk to you because um, we read these violent delights. So we decided to do a book club episode. I'm so <laughs> and it's kind of like we've all perfect. got thoughts on it. Yes, yeah. said Austin <laughs> ominously, but <laughs> it's always Austin <laughs> for the perfect trifecta because we're film students. One of us is like I would consider like a theater aficionado, and one of us is super into the history and the play and we all come into the Venn diagram somehow but so excited um I thought we would like summarize the book very quickly and we will like put a disclaimer in um for this episode because we're going to be talking about spoilers and I'm so sorry so you should read it first um or if you're the kind of person who doesn't mind hearing spoilers that's okay <laughs> Before we get into that, Shaylee, do you just want to talk about like what kind of books you like to read, what your favorite genres and stuff are? Oh gosh, um, I read <laughs> or top three or something. <laughs> Honestly, I read a lot. Before I was on Bookstagram, I kind of read mainly historical fiction, like that was my bread and butter. Um, but now I'm kind of more into contemporary, um, which I know can be kind of iffy for some people, but I'm into it. I'm here and for it. And I got really into romance yes Shaley, yes, <laughs> yes. And, um and thrillers which i'm surprised that i didn't read more of them mm -hmm. uh prior to it but bookstagram just has so many recommendations for thrillers so i think that those are kind of my main three right now i did really recently like as of this year get into fantasy um, so you know I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole of, of quite a few genres right now <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that's impressive yeah <laughs> It's totally like the bookstagram made me do it thing. I feel like I've been reading things I haven't before too. <laughs> yeah. Bookstagram is always like making me yeah. pick up something new and I'm not mad. Classic peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about these violent delights, which is um, an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. And it's so cool. It's set in Shanghai in 1926. And hmm. it's essentially between two gangs um, that are operating there. And one are the Montagos, and the other gang is the Kai family. So Scarlets and White Flowers. I think it's pronounced Sai. Just so Sai. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. I thought Kai too. <laughs> Me too. Well, that's what I thought. But at one point in the book, I think somebody says and like that was a response. But then I also just did the audiobook of it. Um, just to kind of do a refresh because I read this at the beginning of the year yep. and in the audiobook everything is sigh and I was like oh cool <laughs> okay yeah I guess it's pronounced okay. sapulets in Romeo and Juliet but... oh my gosh <laughs> <Here we> go. 
<laughs> I had some comments from Austin about the last names and the name adaptations. So we're going to get into that later. So, uh, yeah, I have a thing where when they adapt like classics into more modern settings, I don't mm -hmm. like when they just kind of do the thing where they keep the same first letter of a name and then slightly change the last name. They did an update of uh, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And for Bingley, what's his name in the... Chip. In the original, in the original oh. though. Oh, in the original Charles Bingley. Right? Charles, yeah. They changed his Correct. name to Chip, <laughs> Chip in the adaptation. It's like, why don't you just keep it as Charles? <laughs> or okay, Charlie. This is weird, but yeah. I kind of like when they keep the same letters, at least, because then you know who each character is supposed to be. Yes. And, like, not to get ahead of myself, but there was definitely times when I was reading this where I had no idea who they were meant to be. And I don't know if that's just a me thing or, like, I was really swept up in this interpretation of it. Like Tyler and stuff, yeah, obviously. And, you know, that kind of thing was fine. But then sometimes I was like, wait. And I would, like, stop for, like, Lorenz and stuff like that. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I found it a little bit too on the nose for me. <laughs> too on the nose? I don't know. I, I liked it. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, first of all, how did you guys feel like it, like, lined up with the original? Obviously, the original is a play. This is a book. How do we feel about, like, the format jumping? <laughs> well, I didn't mind that it was a book as opposed to the play. But mm -hmm. I just say, yeah. I loved that the romance was actually age-appropriate in this one. Like, that is yes. the biggest thing that I took away from it was, like, yeah. thank goodness they're the same age. Such a good point. I didn't even think about it that way. And, like, it's funny, too, because it's still setting place in 1926. So I'm sure the author had, like, a very, like, valid point of being, like, well, this is just how it was. But, like, it's nice to kind of have that not be a creepy thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Austin, any thoughts about how it, like... So I personally think it would have been a more engaging story if it wasn't based off Romeo and Juliet, at least not mm -hmm. so directly. Just, like, a youth gang story against the monster backdrop. Right. And not try and turn all the Romeo and Juliet stuff, or at least not. So yeah, not so on the nose, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, like, I think too, like, I was, I was kind of surprised at how, like, again, going back to that thing of like forgetting who was who, like, at some parts of the book, I'm not even going to lie, I totally just interpreted it as its own story. Like, I love that it was inspired by Romeo and Juliet, and I thought that was like, translated pretty well overall but I just enjoyed the story itself so much at times that I was like okay like I don't even need to like really like be comparing things every second of the way and I think that's almost like a success in some ways because you know sometimes when you're like watching something and you're like well this didn't happen in the you know the book movie thing and then you're like constantly thinking about that while you're like watching it and in in this way I felt like almost like oh like I didn't really think about that too often because I was like she's doing her own thing I like it and like I felt like she almost like grabbed the vibes and grabbed like the inspiration and then she just like ran with it in a good way and then was like I'm gonna take the good things and I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do and I was like go off like I really <laughs> liked it I, I thought it was great um yeah I think it's just a sign of good writing though the fact yeah. that she's still able to take you outside of the story even though oh. you're technically in it I I agree like, I felt like I kind of sat back and was, like, really just enjoying it and, like, letting her direct things. And I was like, all right, like, I'm into it. I don't know. And I thought, too, like, I mean, I guess my next question, too, is, like, do you feel like 
the new setting kind of took or added to the story in some way because I know that like you know like everyone thinks about it and they're like oh like you know the Italy and like all this stuff about it like how do you feel like Shanghai kind of revamped it let me think on this for a minute it's a lot (laughs) sorry I was like thinking to myself and I was like god like there's so much to say I this felt so unique and it felt like such a really like refreshing take on it I really liked it I I really liked the world building in the book too yeah like the city was like a character almost yeah like I have this oh sorry go Shaley no I was just gonna say I think that the, one of the things that made for the good difference is the fact that so when it's in Italy like everything's going to be romanticized right because Italy is like yeah. supposed to be a place where like everybody's in love and like things are heated and passionate mm-hmm. but then moving to Shanghai you kind of got more of like a grittiness that allowed the story yeah. to kind of take on like a can you swear on here yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a badass quality yeah, um, yeah. and they're also like when you kind of think about it, there's all these scenes where things are like really beautiful and like you're seeing all the beauty in the city, but then you also have like the juxtaposition of like the factory workers and their strike yeah. and like the things that are going on like outside of the story. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of worked moving it there. Totally. Yeah, I thought so too. Like it was like kind of the the grand opulence of it all. And then like, it's like, you know, at, at the end, again, sorry, spoilers, but at the end when they're talking about the fact that the factory workers are all about to revolt and, like, they need to get out of town, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so, I felt like she did, like, the tension really well because, like, going through the markets and, like, hearing about all, like, the people who were trying to get the vaccines, which also, like, vaccines, talking about that right now, I was like, oh, my God, like, it's, it's getting close to home. Um, but, no, that's good. But, um, like... I thought that was done really well. And there's actually a quote that I found. So this book, like disclaimer, I found out about it, I think through Shaley's account. And then like, it just pops up everywhere. Like everyone's talking about it. Everyone really likes it. I think it's been like a very big hit and it's been very well received, which is great. Um, Mm -hmm. But today I was like scrolling through and the account on Instagram, Robber Bride Reads, Mm -hmm. like she just, or they just did a review and it starts with the quote, like, the year is 1926 and Shanghai hums to the tune of debauchery. And just like that kind of stuff is just littered throughout the novel. And it's like Austin said, like, it feels like the setting has its own place. Yes. <laughs> Shelly just talked about the cover. It's in the, it's in the slab. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so great. So I thought that like the time and attention she took to really like describe the setting, it made it feel like you were watching like, a film which again Shaley sent me an article and it was talking about like how Chloe Gong like really likes um Baz Luhrmann's interpretation of like Romeo and Juliet in the movie and I thought that was totally translated like it feels like she's inspired by an inspiration by an inspiration and it's like this long chain of like really cool stuff that happens so I yeah. love yeah and I kind of wondered that as I was reading the book too, because it kind of has that film's feel a little bit. And oh so when I was on that article, I just, I felt yeah. really um, vindicated, validated, yeah. whichever of the B words. <laughs> Vindivalicated. Vindivalicated. <laughs> I thought so. I mean, any anytime like the outfits were described, the music was described, I love the inter like the inclusion of like the burlesque club. Like I loved like the the fights. Like it was all just so like like atmosphere 
was built super well. And then another thing too, which is unique. So there's like a fantasy element in this, which is like the monster. Yeah. How, how did you guys feel about that? I felt like that was almost like left field at first. I wasn't a big fan of that element, especially like if it had just been the bugs. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't like how they did that and the monster that comes and goes out of the river. And then it was, I didn't like, like it was like a Scooby-Doo reveal at the end, pretty much. I thought. <laughs> You, like they find the mustache twirling British villain, and he's being this um, personal assistant to do a monster. And oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was too out of left field. It didn't really fit. I thought. Yeah. So I think the monster part is actually where a lot of people started losing steam in the book, mm. because when I read this book, I was really into it. Um, but it did take me a couple days to get fully into it because I thought that beginning portion was a little bit slow and then the monster thing I was just like okay what in the world and I had a couple people who I who were reading around the same time that I was and they were like I am just not into this and when I finally finished it obviously I encouraged them I'm like look you need to keep reading because it gets so good yeah the monster portion is 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 weird (laughs) yeah I felt like like I'm wondering too because it's a duology the next one is coming out um and I'm like, I wonder if it's going to kind of get more wrapped up or like more detail there. I found it like a little <laughs> bit confusing towards the end. And then um, I was also like, I think too, like it adds to the tension in the way that like, okay, it's the hysteria of it all. I like the way that that was incorporated. Like it, it kind of brought back that feeling of like, you know, mad blood stirring, like when Shakespeare is always like something's like a foot and you can feel it and it's something bad is coming. And I was like, okay, to me, that was like the equivalent of like, I guess like mad bugs swirling around. Yeah, I think they could have pulled they could have pulled it off with just the bugs, I thought. Yeah. I don't think they had to double down with the monster as well. I thought that was kind of cool though, because like I think too, going circling back, like the fact that it's in Shanghai and like during this time, like there's so many different cultures coming in and they're all interacting and clashing together. And I liked hearing like the fear from each group and like the different name they called it. And it was like, that just kind of like brought back the whole humanity of it. Like, yes, we're all very different and we're all clashing, but like every section of humans has like that one like mythology folklore thing of like, it's fear. Like you don't know what it is, but you're afraid. And like, that kind of was like a cool bonding thing that I thought like, played out well in the novel i don't know it's like the okay i'll make one addendum i think the monster would have been better if it didn't turn into a person and back again yep yeah i thought that was a little bit yeah yeah i I don't understand why the lizard man was the mother host of bug creatures like why was it a man and why was it a lizard man (laughs) i I, I lost that one a little bit (laughs) yeah I'm looking at my my book Twitter as we're talking about this. I know <laughs> I talked about this at some point. I know. Book Twitter. Like, book Twitter. It's oh, so I have a, a Twitter account that's four books. You can cut this part out. Um, no, no. I want to follow it. I don't have a Twitter, but I would get one just to read it. To um, my my book Twitter account is Shaylee Reads and then the number is 17. So. Amazing. Okay. Um, ironically, there was another Shaylee Reads on Twitter. And I was okay. like... You're like... <laughs> not on bookstagram i don't get it but interesting but her account was like not active so i was like well i'm gonna keep mine (laughs) good call okay it's got to be in here somewhere because i see you know 
I'll just have to look it up after and tell you about it. But um, at some point, I like tweeted at Chloe Gong when I was reading this. Amazing. And I think she fav- like favorited my tweet. Oh my god, that's and exciting. I was like, but now I can't remember what I tweeted her about. Oh. But I wanted to mention it, and it'll it'll come to me later. Anyways, I don't want to derail this. Oh, sorry. So I wanted to ask, what did we all think of Paul Dexter as the villain? Oh my gosh. Okay, I was going to ask if anybody saw that coming because I I didn't. I didn't see it being Paul and I don't know how. I like kind of felt the same way, but at some point, like, did you guys feel like you stopped caring who the villain was? Or is that just me? I don't know. I was like, I don't even care. I just want to see if they can work this out and like what everybody's up Uh to the youth squad. Yeah, I was a lot more focused on all the gang dynamics and how they fit into that than trying to solve the monster mystery. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, maybe I should have seen this coming, but maybe I wasn't paying attention enough. I don't know. Or maybe it was just really well done. I don't know. I think think that's why I... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I think I I should have known because when I was doing my reread, I caught the portion where she goes to visit him at his home and he has all those paintings of her. Yes. Oh, that was creepy. And I was like, why did I not think that this (laughs) this man was like evil? (laughs) It was a red flag. I thought he was just like, you know, like in the Titanic though, where like the guy with the, the jeweled necklace is like just too much. I thought it was like that scenario where he was gonna be like like, yeah, like a creep, but whatever. But I didn't think he was gonna be the bad guy. Um, but yeah, that was so creepy. Could you imagine just casually walking up and there's like several, like uh, not even just photographs, that's stalkery enough, but like full on paintings. I would... All he says to him is, My nose looks different than that. <laughs> Juliet, honey, run. What are you doing? Oh my God, that was so scary. Uh, yeah, I know. What a time. <laughs> um, I will say, I wish that there had been some more obvious breadcrumbs when it came to that because I feel like we really were in the dark for so long about who the Larkspur was and by the time we finally figured out who it was I was like well that's cool yeah wow that took so long (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a long book I feel like she really packed in a lot and like I don't know I really liked seeing kind of like Austin said like the gang dynamics like I liked being at dinner with the size I liked seeing like all the family members like go through and like argue Tyler was so annoying I knew that was gonna (laughs) happen anyway but like every time he started talking I was like can you just leave like just leave I don't want to hear about you anymore his character there is one thing that really stuck out to me that I talked to Sophia about the one where the two gangs sit down Mm. there were so many I found so many holes in that scene like first of all That's both true. gang heads bring their entire families mm. and then everybody's allowed to keep their guns for some reason it was like pre-tsa pat downs i i guess they just were like good luck i don't know <laughs> and then marshall who's just kind of the era's friend who's not really the family just allowed to speak freely whenever he wants like that seems a little uh, a highly organized crime gang <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but Roma says BFF. He has some sort of protection, right? <laughs> yeah. He must. I don't know. I think I rate Roma as like like a solid 7.5 on like the YA love interest scale. I liked him a lot. I wish we got to hear from him more. Um, but that scene where he like he goes off 
with Dimitri in like the boxing match, I was like, you deserve this. Like go like make him stop. I was like, live your best life. Do you know what I really loved about Roma though? What? Is how much he cared for his sister. Like yes. he was the family guy. And he like brought her that jacket to that meeting because he said, oh, oh she yes. I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. So I, I loved seeing that side to him. It was kind of cool to see that it wasn't just him yeah. trying to get back in the good graces of his father. Although I don't yeah. even know if that's actually his aim. I think he's just like trying to prove himself, but he's not really proving himself to who he thinks he's proving himself to. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was a really good point. Like, I feel like in the play, it's more obvious that like, Romeo has more of like a, an affiliation to his family and like he's kind of like in that but I like too that like I guess too this is what happens when you have I think Chloe Gong is relatively young I would say maybe like millennial zennial area zillennial she's 21 22 she's fairly young so okay I'm how can someone be that talented at that age <laughs> stop okay but that's great we love her um but like I think too having that like gaze on the plate like I think that kind of allows for Roma feels like the opposite of toxic masculinity like he's literally in it to minimize damage and live his life like he just doesn't want to like lose anything but also like I really like that when he he talks to Juliet like she's the one who's like very ambitious and like let's just murder him and think about it later we'll get through this and he's like let's just minimize the damage let's just like try to like you know um, and so I think that makes I, it more appealing. I think an interesting side story that she could write would be the Roma during the four years that Juliet was gone. Mm-hmm. Talking about how ruthless he became and the, the Roma never misses and stuff like that. Like the stuff he had to do to stay in good graces. I would read that. Can you hear Heck yeah. smoking? Not, okay. I can sure they're going insane right now. No, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> mine, mine is worse. Don't worry, Shaley. <laughs> I have really... two labs, and one of them has anxiety and barks if the wind blows. So, Look, who among us? It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll stick I to do. the quiet pets. Thank you. <laughs> the hedgehog. Oh my gosh, the hedgehog. <laughs> um. Oh, there was one thing that I wanted to talk about. I don't know how you guys edit things so I don't know if I should put it in now or just wait till later when we like move on to a different topic but the moment when I knew I was all in on this book she has this quote and it's so early in the book okay I'm so excited okay so it's it's page two. Oh, amazing and she's describing these men and she says one is short and stout, as if he could lie on the ground and begin rolling down the sidewalk in the manner of a marble. <laughs> and I was immediately in. And I was like, this is how this author describes oh, even God. just the appearance of somebody. Yeah. And then it just kind of got better from there. Like, yes, the fact yeah. that we were just talking about how young she is, I cannot believe no. That she wrote this book. She has another one on the back burner that's coming out in November. She's already writing a third book, and that one I believe is going to be an adult novel as opposed to oh, a YA. Interesting. It's just wild to me. Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe it's because of the education system. She lives in New Zealand. Like I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just. Absolutely. 
I still can't wrap my head around the fact how young she is. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I think, like, too, like, especially the mastery of, like, she's so eloquent with how she describes everything. The attention to detail was, like, awesome. I think it would only be better. I'd be curious to see if, like, the adult fiction you were talking about, like, if that's just hers and not, like, an interpretation of something else, I bet you her characters would be even more, like, in-depth. And, like, that intrigues me. Like, I will definitely be watching what she does next because I really like the way she narrated. If you're not following her on Twitter, um, she oh. is always posting about, like, what she's doing on there. Awesome. And in general, she's just really funny to follow. <laughs> so cool I like I, I saw her Instagram the other day and like I guess her roommate is also an author yeah yes and um she was like her roommate was doing something for NaNoWriMo or NaNoWriMo I'm not sure how people say it but um like Chloe Gong just like popped up in the corner and she was so funny and she, like her friend is like oh what's your favorite trope and she was like uh I don't know <laughs> she just like left and then her friend was like I think it's enemies to lovers. And I was like, what a classic icon. Like, that would be me for sure. And she just seems so cool. Um, so I, I really like her. her. But I don't know if that's yeah. weird because I'm almost 30. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not weird. We're all in it together. If you're in your 20s, we're all in it together. And if you're in your 30s, it's. I was going to say, hey, no. And also, your 40s and your teens. Too, yeah. <laughs> Basically, we want to be best friends with everyone. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, she can like join our, our little friend group here. Yes. She can sit on the steps and wear some laurels if she prefers. But yeah, I just think she's so talented. Like, I can't even believe it. Um, I've got spare laurels to offer. If... <laughs> it's a good offer. Um, <laughs> big book. Like, she, she really, like, went in for it. And this is her debut novel. And it's, like, what, like, 440 pages of, like, awesomeness like there wasn't a part that really like it, it felt a little bit slow in the beginning but I think it was me because I was in a reading slump but like it really took off and I felt into it yeah and I really liked how um just like gritty and badass that she made Juliet like yes. she, Juliet is no longer just like somebody who's kind of floating along and in love yeah. mm -hmm. you know it's writing with her feelings for Roma like realizing that she still has them after all of this time she yeah the part in the masquerade where her dad's like, how many weapons do you have on you? <laughs> yes. She goes, five. Just <laughs> casual. So I wanted to bring this back to when I was I was talking to Sophia about how I said the ending like just made my jaw drop. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was where Juliet kills Marshall. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I read that chapter, and then I had to go back to work, so I stopped reading it right before the epilogue. So I was texting Sophia, I would not see that coming. Juliet's so cool. Like she just killed Marshall in cold blood. That's super dark. And then I came back, read the epilogue, and I found out he was still alive. But like, look, I thought that was like really like creative in a way. Like I think like yes, like I like that Juliet was so gritty, like Shaylee said, but then also like I think her character development in this is like, oh, like she needs to learn that she can't like just like murder everyone she wants. We, we all feel like murdering. Just kidding. <laughs> but like she we have to be Juliet. Like you can't murder everyone who pisses you off. Um, but I was like into that. I like that it's a duology, and I like that like we're gonna get to see more of this because I think in the epilogue she was saying like originally this book was supposed to be split into two or something. And I was like, I thought the timing was well done for what it is. Maybe we could have like learned a little bit more about the monster to make sense of that. Um, 
but yeah, I thought it was great. And then I forget where I was going with this, but it was something about split this first book into two. I honestly don't know that I would have loved it. Yes. Um, I don't know that I would have picked up the second book. I might not have been intrigued enough. Mm. Yeah. Like where do you, where do you think the split point would be if that was the case? Maybe when Elisa got the sickness? Maybe. That's a, that's just about halfway, I think. Yeah, that That'd be a good sad. point to end on if that was the case. But mm -hmm. um, There was one part I really liked. I'm thinking of it now. In the last couple of chapters, there's just one chapter. And it's just the only one that Roma's hands went up to his throat. Oh. That was really intense. Yeah. I got scared. I was like, oh, oh we're going to lose our buddy Roma in the first oh. book. <laughs> yes. I know. I think, like, too, like, because we have the original in the back of our minds, like, you're already holding your breath, but then she adds so much tension that you're like, oh, my God. Like, it's just really, like, a lot at times. And I thought that was well done. I thought, based on how the book was going and how it, like, ends... Mm -hmm. I really thought like oh next book we'll get a happily ever after I know I was but like you tweeted something and yeah. it made me so angry oh no <laughs> you tweeted we all know how Romeo and Juliet ends and I was like, I was hey, like if you do this to me like, I'm rescinding our friendship request <laughs> that you don't even know about <laughs> I would I would love they did a dark ending actually <laughs> I know you would Austin I am not surprised. <laughs> we chatting before, and we were like, oh, like we were talking, and I was like, I wonder who like the Simon Cowell is going to be. I wonder who like the Paula Abdul, because like there's three of us here. And Shaylee was like, I know who Simon Cowell is going to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound too negative. There were two scenes that I really I found hilarious. Okay. There was the one where they were going undercover somewhere, and then I think it's the, the, the communist party. And they're asking their names, and Julia goes, "Oh, this is Roma Montague." And Roma goes, "Montague, Montague." And Julia goes, "I don't know, it's Italian or something." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want you to know that you had robot voice for half of that, and that made it sound even like more intense and awesome <laughs> because it was like this dark narration. I love it. I apologize for my robot voice, everybody. <laughs> oh, it was great. And the uh, second part was when they're all at Lawrence's lab. Lawrence's lab arguing. And Lorenz goes, hey, do you guys want to see my inventions? Trying to break the tension. And eventually he does. He chooses the inventions. I saw this part of Sophia already. He goes, here's the spray I use to give birds seizures. Here's the thing I use to blow up birds on the sure. water side. <laughs> Casual. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? Um, Kathleen. And her character. Like, that yes. was cool. Yes, it was. That whole thing was, like, there was a lot going on there, and I liked seeing, like, other girls in the family and, like, how their place in the family was so much different than Juliet's. I thought that was a really good, like, juxtaposition. Yeah. yeah. And um, the difference between Kathleen and, is it Rosalind in this book? And I always, I kept saying Rosalind. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so used to that one. But, like, just how different the sisters are. And then mm -hmm. back to that, like, it's very clear that Kathleen's dad doesn't necessarily fully accept her. Yeah. Because of, I don't know, are we talking about this or should we leave this? Yeah. This? Okay. Um, so Kathleen is trans, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and 
just the fact that Juliet seems like she was accepting from the very beginning and like yeah. it doesn't bother her at all but you can tell that like some family members are still kind of on the fence about it I just really love how much Juliet and and Roma too because he works with Kathleen right yeah. and he's, he's gotta know there's no way he doesn't know yeah they just don't care they're like this is life whatever I really thought I thought that that character arc was really cool yeah um also Ron- oh sorry I liked that. I just felt it would be kind of not as accepted in real life in the 20s. Mm. I felt like it was well done because, like, I think, too, because of the fantasy element and, like, again, like, that perspective of, like, a modern girl today writing, like, it added so much because even, like, you know, having, like, there there was, oh, my gosh, I forget if it was Benedict or Marshall who, like, they had that storyline of, like, oh, like, they're like I think gay and then like that whole thing was happening and I was like okay like the thing to to remember is like I feel like Shanghai and I'm not a historian and I don't know but it almost gave me vibes of like remember when we would learn about like Vienna and like how it was like a cultural hub and like all this stuff was going on and like maybe it wasn't accepted or like legal in other places at the time but like there they were like hey look we're free thinkers we do what we want and like that was kind of the vibe I got like it felt like um like I want to say like it just had like a higher, like a higher feeling of like, okay, like, yes, obviously some family members are not accepting of it, but like, we have to like, remember too, that like this history was always there. It's just, we weren't taught about it sometimes. So they might not have like a happy ending or whatever, but like, look, like it's always been there. It's just like, I think sometimes we don't talk about it or we don't get to know those perspectives. So I don't know. I thought it was really like, well done. And like, again, it's a YA novel and like I think we're seeing a lot more representation within that genre and I think that's why I like this one so much too like kind of like the like biracial like love story aspect of it as well like that's really great to see um and I like like all I the will say I will say Sorry, Kathleen yeah. was the only member of their extended families that I actually liked agreed 100 <laughs> percent yeah, her sister was kind of annoying, like the dancer yes. sister. And was she supposed to be like a Kami or something? No, I think Kathleen. A communist is. leaning. Hmm. Yeah, I know when they made the raid on Jang Kai's apartment, uh-huh. Rosalind back. I don't know if that was because of the jealousy thing or because of the sympathy thing. They were kind of hinting towards that at certain parts. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, and then doesn't. Rosalind kind of end up getting a little bit of a love interest from that meeting. I think so. Not Rosalind, um, Kathleen. Like, she, like, likes yeah. that guy, doesn't she? The one she interviewed? Or, like, fake interviewed? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I There's so there much a... I swear. I should have marked it. No, I was thinking... There was a plot device I just realized never got resolved. It was the, the spy and the scarlets. Well, that'll oh, probably yeah. be too. I was, oh, who do we yeah. all think it is? Oh, I, I was thinking Rosalind for that one. Yeah. You were? I was oh. I was almost like, is it Tyler? Like, is he really just like playing like whatever he wants to do? He's so annoying. I think I is Rosalind. Rosalind. I can't remember why. I don't know. She's like, she keeps hinting about how jealous she is and how like, <gasps> like and I'm like, buddy, like it's okay. Just relax. Like, just you know, it's okay. I get that it's rough, but like Juliet I and think, Kathleen want to be there for you. Well, I think Tyler comes off as too stupid to be the spy. Maybe he's kind of a jerk enough though that he might just do it like for yeah. fun. But my whole thing with Rosalind here is in Romeo and Juliet, she's killed off right away. 
Yes. She's got to yeah. be here for a reason if we're she, if Chloe Gong is doing this retelling, right? Like, why, yeah. why else would she still be here? She already killed, killed off like her triplet, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's isn't how Rod, Cassie, Cassie's Rod, gonna do, but. Wasn't Ross almost kind of discarded, not killed off, though? Because he was Romeo's, she was Romeo's first love dressed. Mm-hmm. I oh, maybe she wasn't killed off. Maybe she, she wasn't. Died, so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even think so we see her in the. I just feel like I'm pretending that she's dead, I guess. I swear she's always been dead because I feel like so many people died in that play. I just assumed she did too. <laughs> like, I don't know. Hold on. I went and Googled who all dies in Romeo and Juliet just to make sure. Okay. Okay, she's not on the list. Oh, what? So I'm wrong. Oh my God. I did not know that. I totally thought she did too. Honestly, I, I just the whole time I thought she was dead. So many people died in that play. I don't know. Um, yeah. but yeah, really interesting. Like, I think that her character being there is like, maybe that's like, just like one of the deaths that we're going to get early in book two and that we won't care as much about. And maybe that's why Chloe Gunn kept her around this one. Yeah. I don't know. And now I'm, it's going to drive me crazy though. I know. We're thinking about this until we can get our hands on book two. <laughs> I know. Well, hopefully you get approved on NetGalley for it. I'm hoping. I'm trying to get my NetGalley ratio back up. I think I'm at like 70 something percent. So now. Oh, that's amazing. Austin, you're going to have to join NetGalley so you can resolve. I know, I know you have burning questions, Austin. I just want to know if they die in the end. (laughs) (laughs) See what they did with Marshall though. I I feel like they won't follow through with the. The double suicide thing, Romeo and Juliet. So let's see. I feel like Chloe might just be ready to rip our hearts out. And like the way she I hope so. Austin, <laughs> you read the you just read the ending of Caligula. You know the kind of endings that I like. It's so well, true. Every time. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I think my theory for that mm-hmm. is that one of them is going to live and one of them's not. Like oh. there's a good suicide. I think one of them's gonna die, whether it's like doing something for the other one to like keep mm-hmm. them from dying. I don't think she's gonna give us a happily ever after, but I don't think she's gonna fully kill them both off. That's my theory. I think they they could have pulled a fake out death and have them both run away if they didn't do a fake out death with Marshall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. They should. I think they should have killed Marshall personally. Which I kind of hope that Marshall gets a happy ending, mm-hmm. and I really hope him and Benedict end up together. Same. I lived for those exchanges. I thought it was so cute. Like the one time when one of them freaked out because the other was like pretending to be in trouble or something. They're like, "I would not go on without you," and I was like, "I am devastated." Like that's you, like the that's why you think they both like each other. I don't think it's yeah. just on one end. I don't think so. I think that's mutual. I I don't think it's one-sided and I'm about it. Um, Yeah, I just like, I I really, really enjoyed this more than I thought I would. I don't know why. I loved it. What about you, Austin? (laughs) I I did like it. I just didn't love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't, there were parts that I disliked, obviously, but on the whole, I liked it. Like I said before, I think they would have been a lot better if Either they didn't try to force all the Romeo and Juliet stuff in, or they didn't lean so into the monster stuff. Like, I just felt like I tried to almost do too much between the Romeo and Juliet story, the gangster story, and the monster story. Yeah. It is a lot. There is but a lot. This might be um, one of the few times where I think like a 
a TV show or a movie would be able to help with those aspects. Yes. If this were translating on a screen, it might translate better yeah. um, when it comes to those. Because it's kind of hard to do in the book because it is a lot to keep track of. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I really liked it. And I mean, obviously, I, I read it for a second time this year. So. Yeah, that's always a good sign. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. And like, again, I, I'm going like circling back, like the modern perspective on a classic in a different time period, in a different place with the fantasy element, like it's a lot going on. And like the fact that she did it so well, I found that impressive. Yes. And I, I just like, yeah, I really liked it. I can't wait for the next one. That's <laughs> That's it pretty much. Austin can't wait for the next one either. I know. I'm actually, I'm intrigued to see how they'll end the story, so. Oh, he's intrigued. Yes. We love to hear that. High praise. I just hope there's, yeah, there's not as much monster stuff, but there was the, in the event of my death, release them all thing, so. Oh, oh wow. that last sentence. How the book just ends, the book just ends to all the screaming in the streets. Oh, God. I thought that yeah. was very well executed. Well, because Juliet, like, reads some note, too, and she yes. knows gonna happen and then you get to that last part and you're like oh what happened you just feel like sick to your stomach and you're like like circling back to you again to like they they already felt like the like factory workers were going to revolt and like there was already tension about like oh like foreigners are coming in and like here's where the money's going like are we going to lose power within the gangs and I thought that was like you know, just all that added pressure and like, they don't know if they're going to be able to carry on. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like the tensions are high here. Like it's a high stakes thing. And I thought that was really fun to read about. There was one part I thought was weird where they abduct and kill the nationalist woman who's infected. Oh yeah. And they like, oh, that was a little, that was weird. It was really brought up again. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, we needed a little living. Maybe we need to not. No. It was uh, it was not good. I found that part like to be really hard to read about when like people were clawing at their throats. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's just because of the time we're living through, you guys, but like the idea of like an unseen like thing spreading to people and they didn't know how. I was like, it's too close. It's too close. <laughs> like, I couldn't do it. But yeah, I mean, I guess it just goes to show you every period of history has its own <laughs> terrifying and interesting things. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Good times. It's something that they could have used the Spanish flu probably for a, a set piece instead of the fantasy element, but hmm. I'll write the book. The I don't know how. I don't know what the Spanish flu hit. I don't know what the Spanish flu hit hard in Shanghai. I don't know. I never thought about that. I thought it was like was it mostly America. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I'm in America. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was worldwide. <laughs> Lots of people died here, and I'm like, oh wait, you guys, <laughs> you're in the much happier land. <laughs> I don't know. We've got our. I own. just wanna. We're not perfect. There's one other weird part I want to get off my chest. You already told Sophia yeah. about this. When Kathleen goes to the communist rally, mm-hmm. she pulls a personal recording device yeah. out of her pocket. Mm-hmm. But this is the 1920s. That like she should have a full gramophone or something. Austin hey, was like, hey. <laughs> she did a ton of research, and I trust her. If she says that there was a pocket recording device, there was a if, pocket recording device. If I'm wrong, somebody listening, let me know, because I'm definitely intrigued about that too. Somebody just email this like podcast link. <laughs> she's even she, 
she said that advice didn't work too. So there was really no point to it. She said like notepad and paper or a pencil and paper. Well, maybe she created it and yeah. she was working on it. No, she said, she said she found it in a gun closet. <laughs> What happened was Kathleen needed material for her podcast, so she went to the communist rally and she figured it out. What if she was the original podcaster? It's all coming together. It's all like you can together. go back in time and listen to her narrating all of this. I would entire book. I would live for it. What a time. Oh, I wonder if she would talk about like her experiences in France too. I'm okay. here for it. Now she I want her own book. Yeah. She needs her own book because honestly, Will you please write that book. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> some some tweets into the universe. Try to manifest it. Like, please, please give it to us. Basically, we just want Chloe Gong to write a book for every character. Yeah, I hope that's not too big of an ask, but like truly, yeah, that's what I want and need. It was so good. Yeah. Well, thanks for chatting, you guys. Like, this is a really fun book. I'm really happy that we like went into it because. I just felt like there was so much to talk about while I was reading and I was like, can't wait to discuss. Yeah. Fun. Thank you guys for inviting me. This is Gosh. Oh, thank um, you for joining us. I feel bad that we had to put it off because of my cold. <laughs> oh, my gosh, not at all. We're so happy we got to talk with you. Um, also, Shaylee, where can the people find you? Because everybody needs to read your reviews. You're the best. <laughs> You're the trendsetter. Well, you can find me at Shaylee Reads, um, which is S-H-A-L-E-E. -E. There's no Y. Everybody wants to put a Y in there. Um, <laughs> so you can find me there on Instagram. I'm also, I have a book TikTok. It's not the greatest, uh, but that's also Shaylee Reads. And then my book Twitter, Shaylee Reads 17. Amazing. I love it. Well, this is awesome. Thank you so much for doing this again. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you later. We did it.